0: Please.
1: You have fond memories of some of the TV appearances, like Soul Train and things like that. What jumps out at, at you from that standpoint?
0: Um, I remember us doing American Bandstand and Soul Train in the same day. We were uh, on tour. We had a a, a lengthy stay in um, California, and we worked uh, the coast uh, up and down the coast. Um, of California for like three months. And uh, during that time, um, we recorded, uh, we performed on American Bandstand and Soul Train, and we, we did them the same day. And, uh, it, was, it was quite a schedule. We were doing everything from uh, the TV appearances, uh, and also uh, newspaper interviews and 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 radio interviews as well. So, um, it was great uh, to be on uh, things like uh, American Bandstand and Soul Train because these are things that we looked at and we you know we idolized when we were you know coming up. We wanted to do those things. That was like your signature, saying that you had made it when you were able to be on those shows, you know, and when we. When we did Soul Train, I was, uh, I was nervous as I could be. I mean, uh, uh, I just thought Don Cornelius was a, a great man, and uh, I was very nervous on that interview. Uh, Dick Clark, I was very, very, very comfortable with. Uh, so it was beautiful, and we, uh, uh, we were still out on tour when those things came on TV. People would call us from home and tell us that they saw us on, on TV and stuff like that. But we were still touring at that time. It was beautiful. We had a lot of fun. It was just, we were, we, were, we were glad to be out there and glad to be doing what we were doing.
1: Do you remember when you first heard yourself on the radio, what that was like? Was it Gloria that you first heard on the radio?
0: No. It was uh, Come On and Ride, our first single. And we were in New York, as a matter of fact, we were finishing up uh, our first album and uh, we were uh, doing some of the, uh, 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 finishing up some of the backgrounds. And we were, uh, uh, we had just uh, submitted the single, they had just uh, put the, uh, submitted the single to WBLS in New York, one of the uh, famous radio stations there and um they decided that our record was going to be the hit of the week and they called it the sure shot which means that this is sure to be a big song or whatever and we 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 really didn't know how soon it was going to be on the radio or whatever but we had just done an interview with the and we walked out of the station, we were walking down 7th Avenue in New York. And if you knew anything about New York, I mean, it was crowded. It was, you know, very congested, the whole thing. And we were just walking down the street and all of a sudden, we heard something on the radio say, sure shot. And all of a sudden, our song comes on, come on and ride. And when we heard it, we started jumping up and down and going on. I mean, we were just, just absolutely going crazy i mean you know people were looking at us of course and uh thought we were going crazy but we were so happy to hear our song on the radio until we just couldn't control it no more it was the greatest feeling in the world and uh right then we knew that uh, we were on our way
1: <laughs> that's fantastic yeah it was great you know looking at the uh credits for the record at least uh, starting with the second one i noticed um i couldn't help but notice carl butch small doing percussion and you mentioned doing some bills with uh p-funk and he also yeah. worked with with them as well
0: yeah very very good friends of ours uh, uh, um um uh, butch was involved uh in a lot of our uh, things Um uh, he's played with us on many occasions and stuff like that and so we have uh, Had a lot of
1: good times together. Yeah, he's a good guy. So your your third album, they say the third album's a charm. I don't know. You can let us know if that's the case. But uh, Journey to the Land of Enchantment came out in '79. Uh, What changed in your mind from you know the second to the third records?
0: Um, I I think it really started. From uh, the end of the uh, second album with the "If you Ready" situation, something happened um, uh, business-wise that I, I, you know, I can't explain. But um, that song was headed for number one. Uh, I mean, in just a short time, it was, you know, in the top 20, and. Um, all of a sudden it just, it just grew um, But there was a, a little time in between our second and third albums. And I think that, you know, kind of uh, affected some of the momentum. Uh, even though the album itself, Journey to the Land, was one of our greatest albums. I mean, some of the most beautiful ballads that we have recorded. Uh, on that album, such as Where Do We Go From Here and Forever More, and things like that. Um, it was a great album. Great album. We changed studios. We were in a different studio when we did that. It was in Detroit, however, though. Um, uh, very, uh, different album. We got a little more funky on that album, uh, than, uh, we had been in, uh, past times. And, uh, it was a very well balanced album I-, I love that album
1: i I can't argue with you, I love it too. I think it's definitely right up there with your best
0: yes yes
1: um unfortunately it fortunately it didn't do as well as the other ones but um you know for those who maybe haven't checked it out, you're missing out big time
0: oh absolutely absolutely um I think in that particular situation um you know I have to um I have to take that back to the promotion and things like that because, uh, you know, if the people don't know that, uh, you know, your product is out there, then they can't respond. So I think that had a lot to do with that. Uh, I think the promotion situation was uh, totally different on that situation. So I think that affected that, you know, but it didn't take away from the quality of the album itself. I mean, the quality of the album was great. So that's how that worked one time.
1: Yeah. And I guess uh, the biggest uh, chart single on there was, um, where do we go from here? Went to 29 and then uh, any way you want it hit 38. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, uh, Future Gonna Get You, to me that sounded a little more like Temptations influenced than some of the other stuff.
0: Well, that was uh, written by one of our guys, uh, Joe Thomas, and he was very close to uh, The Temptation. So that might have been his, uh, in, you know, their influence on him as he wrote the song, you know.
1: And so at that point, were you guys still, you know, being uh, road dogs as much as you were before? Or did that start to drop off a little?
0: Yeah, it slowed down. It slowed down a little. We, we, we still poured quite a bit. Uh, with that situation, but it turned from big concert arenas, you know, like big 20,000, you know, uh, seat arenas, uh, to, uh, clubs and, uh, smaller venues and things like that, but, uh, mostly theaters, like, the 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 seat theaters and stuff like that, you know, but it was still, uh, it was still good still still good touring and stuff like that
1: did, did enchantment ever get to be on the bill with stevie Wonder?
0: Ah, uh, no we never got a chance to be on the, the bill with him we were close uh uh in a lot of uh situations yeah absolutely
1: so you guys changed labels moved over to rca 1980s uh, soft light sweet music uh, what was happening in your world uh, overall then, and also with the music?
0: We were still distributed by uh, by uh, Rodeo Records. Uh, um, 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 we changed producers. Uh, we were able to be under the production of the great Don Davis, who was famous for producing Johnny Taylor, The Dramatics, and many other great artists, and. Um, that was, in a way, uh, kind of, a, a, kind of a, a freedom for me because that was the first album that I was able to get um, uh, full arrangement credit for uh, one of my songs, uh, You and Me, that I act- actually arranged the uh, strings, the horns, all of the music. Before then, I was doing that, but I just wasn't credited for it. Uh, so Don Davis gave me uh, that freedom to to do that, and uh, I'll never forget that, because that that enabled me to do the things that I wanted to do in terms of a musician, a producer, an arranger, and things like that. Uh, that was a good album as well. Um, and. Um, uh, Songs were kind of, uh, some of the songs were kind of different, but uh, we actually had a chance to work with people like Brainstorm and uh, a lot of uh, other great artists that were from the Detroit area as well. And uh, it turned out great.
1: Yeah, and You and Me was a a terrific ballad once again. And um, I'm Who You Found. uh, (laughs) It was kind of like a little bit of a spinners type of track. I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great song. That was a great song. And all of those songs, now, uh, you know, I, I have to put my own spin on them because I was I was the arranger for the group. So, you know, the song in itself uh, is one thing, but the arrangement that you put on it is another. And so most of the songs that we did, whether they were written by other people or or written by myself, I always arranged the background and things like that. Well, that shapes the music and the kind of song that it is. I was always at the forefront of that, so that was always a pleasure for me to be able to do that. So whatever song we sang, it had that enchantment flavor to it.
1: Yeah, and setting it out, um, got to 47 um, R&B dance track with a little bit of funk and I saw William Wooden on there. Is he one of the Wooden brothers or no?
0: Um, he he's one of the uh, greatest musicians. Uh, 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 really, uh, he he he's so great. He played on a bunch of uh, Motown things. Uh, very 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 uh, brilliant musician, and he's he he he's he done so many things. Uh, uh, on different people's projects and things like that. Great guy.
1: So you had another uh, two years between albums, according to my records, for the next one, Enchanted Lady, and you moved over to Columbia and uh, changed producer again, I think. So kind of a lot of changes happening there in the early 80s, right?
0: Yeah, on um, our Enchanted Lady album, We, they wanted to try to, that's when they decided they, uh, CBS, we we got with uh, Columbia, uh, they wanted to go up-tempo, so they wanted to, they they hired uh, a couple of producers who were from this group called the Crown Heights Affair, it was a very popular band uh, back in the uh, seventies as well. And uh, uh, they produced uh, some good up temple songs on us and then i brought the uh ballad flavor and things like that and uh that was a that was a great album there that album just simply got no no promotion at all
1: which is strange it went the first one for the label right i mean why sign you if they're not going to push you
0: well what happened is that cbs ended up um um well, that's when the Michael Jackson thing was taking place. That's when uh, Luther Vandross uh, and Cheryl Lynn had a great big record. They had the album of the year with uh, "Men at Work." Uh, we're here from the land down under. Uh, so many big records. Uh, uh, Marvin Gaye was getting ready to work on his project. Um, they had a bunch of big songs. So. I think we got caught in the shuffle on that
1: one,
0: you know. We got caught in the shuffle and they had to, hey, have a write-off, I don't know, I don't, you know, I can't get into all of that. All I know is that they had a lot of big records that year. And so, in business, all of them can't do big albums
1: well i'm here to tell everybody that you know they must check out this one also if they kind of left you behind previously they got to jump back and check this one out again because there's some great tracks on here um, um and some funky ones uh, peace is what the world needs is real funky
0: yes 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 and a, and a great message yeah. um we yeah we had a a good balance on that and uh I finally got my uh, Enchanted Lady song uh, because I had actually submitted it for the previous album for the Soft Light Sweet Music album. Uh, and uh, uh, it was passed over, and so we got it on the, uh, the Nick album, which was Enchanted Lady. So it, it must have been good because they named the album after it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, things work out like that.
1: Yeah, and it was a single, but obviously they didn't get behind it enough. Um, also, the um, I don't know if you remember the remix of I Know Your Hotspot, but that was also really funky. And um, Toe Jammin', uh gave me a smile because, you know, and again, bringing back when you guys shared a stage with uh, P-Funk, they had a track out that same year called Agony of Defeat, And you guys had toe jamming so it's kind of funny with the timing yeah
0: yeah 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 only thing with us we didn't get the promotion that was necessary to you know make those things happen because those songs on that particular album i mean they they really should have taken off but you know we never look behind us we keep looking forward uh, but it, it was a very very balanced um project and uh, those songs were great
1: and you know in looking for Utopia kind of closed it out and really I mean you know a lot of the the musical elements were were brought up to date with what was happening then with you know the more electronic danceable funk kind of music but from a funk standpoint and being up tempo it was probably the fiercest record you guys did in that respect
0: yeah you yeah, know we, we, we went out there on that one. Uh, uh, they started using the uh, latest in uh, uh, the keyboards. Uh, one was the Synclavier. Uh, they had so the, the Fairlight synthesizer was another keyboard that they used and it brought different sounds to uh, the forefront and uh, very, very, very on point in terms of that and uh, the grooves were just crazy they were really really nice you know and then we stuck our signature ballots in there as well and that balanced it out and with all that again it was caught up in the situation because that was you know the thriller days and all of those other things and so kind of got caught up
1: a tracks like uh, come be my lover and here's your chance um really funky rank right up there with what people who were having hits at the time like ready for the world and the deal and groups yeah. like that were you know being successful with so yeah i
0: think so i think so
1: and then like you said ballads like i'm dreaming and you know yeah good stuff yeah. on there
0: yes 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 yeah.
1: So how did things come come to a, a close at that point in terms of, you know, new records?
0: Well, we kept, we kept, uh, we kept, we kept uh, working. Uh, we didn't work as much, but we kept working and uh, basically off of our history and uh, what we had done uh, previously. And then in the 90s, we went to the studio with... Uh, uh, a, a gentleman uh, by the name of Ernest Kelly who was one of our promotion men when we were with Roadshow Records and uh, he he released a couple of uh, tracks uh, on us uh, that were uh, singles uh, that were not promoted at, at all but uh, they were good songs as well and uh, one gospel song entitled Reflections of the Man Inside and uh, they were good. They were they were good songs, but again, uh, lack of promotion. And then later on in the 90s, uh, I was compelled to go into the studio because we had just went and got ourselves into a, another war. And um, uh, I was uh, compelled to go into the studio and put together an arrangement to "God Bless America," and we donated uh, uh, proceeds from uh, that. Particular project to uh, the families uh, of the men and women uh, that were uh, involved in the war, and um, it was a it was a great great track, and um, we still do things uh, involved with that now, uh, in terms of uh, things like that. We sing it at. Uh, at ball games and different functions that involved uh, the military and things like that. And uh, it's, it's always fitting, you know, so we, uh, we did that. So we never stayed out uh, of the studio for long, you know, because after that, then uh, I went and I did, uh, you know, my solo projects.
1: Yeah, so you had Totally With Me out in 99? Yes and um, Universal Praise, um, 2004. Have you had other uh, albums besides those?
0: Well, we got uh, uh, other things that we were involved in, just uh, collaborations with other people and things like that. I'm working on a uh, Christmas project uh, right now with some uh, that that are gonna involve um, Christmas songs, as well as some standards. You know, we got uh, uh, Old Holy Night, we have Silent Night, we've got White Christmas, and then I've got uh, a number of uh, original Christmas songs that are absolute uh, great uh, songs. And uh, that's going to be our next project coming up, along with uh, a new enchantment situation.
1: So, after you guys uh, no longer had your record deal, you know, how'd you feel? about like in later in the um 80s and i guess into the 90s when they had like the boy band craze and you know boys to men and these types of things and and jodeci and they were hidden big were were you thinking you know what about us
0: yeah but you know after a while you learn you know what the business is about and um how at a certain point in time There's a different, uh, uh, shall we say, flavor uh, that they choose to deal with or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it makes you say to yourself, well, hey, what's the difference in the music? But that's when you begin to, to really learn the business itself and learn that, you know, all of it's not fair because, you know, if all of it was distributed evenly and... You got a little rap in there, you got a little this and that in there, and then you got a little ballads in there and this and that. Uh, I think it would be better, but I think that's what kind of started the music business uh, industry to kind of go left, so to speak, because uh, the music wasn't as widely spread out and you didn't get a chance to hear um, all of the different kinds of music that, that, that you need to hear.
1: And you mentioned before, uh, E.J., about, you know, some of your great songs being revived by other uh, recording artists. And in 2011, uh, you got Forevermore that uh, charted, right? Can you talk about that a little? Yeah.
0: Uh, That was uh, uh, released, uh, uh, and uh, they they sampled our... uh, uh, Forevermore, classic, and then they added some 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 different lyrics and words to that uh, as well, and that became a, a big hit for those uh, guys, uh, along with um, uh, Silly Love Song for uh, uh, Rick Ross and also for Michelle A. Uh, also, Our Sunshine was done by one of MC Hammer's groups. Uh, we've had. Uh, at least 50 to 60 different samples of our music that are out currently, uh, that people have sampled I uh, would think so. We, uh, we only released, you could say, a minimal amount of music but the quality of the music speaks for itself because of people redoing the music. That tells you that you have good music when people choose to redo it or sample it or whatever. And so uh, we're very pleased with that part of it, you know. Uh, and uh, I think the rest of it, I, I think it's just a result of the business being what it is in terms of how they lean towards one thing and then they forget about the other thing, you know. So you have to be aware of that, you know. but you know, if there there are people that go away for a while and then they come back. So.
1: Uh, that's what we like to call uh, uh, timeless, you know, when the music does that. And, um, you know, uh, who who else is in the uh, group today, E.J.?
0: Um, presently, it's uh, myself, I'm a bass singer, Mickey Clanton, uh, David Banks, he's a uh, uh recuperating from from some physical problems uh so uh uh that's the situation right now but we're still actively working and doing what we gotta do
1: and obviously i'm sure you're just kind of counting the days hoping that uh this virus thing uh lifts and you can get back out there with the people right
0: we were really uh working a lot uh, last year we worked the first two and a half months out of the year and then we were affected by that and everything had to stop and um, you know in that way since then so yeah we are anticipating uh, like everybody else when things change that uh, we will be able to uh, get back out there and do what we do because you know we we missed it you know, and uh, we know that our people uh, missed it as well, but, you know, we have to go with what the time brings us and that's what's going on right now. But yeah, we will be glad to see a change in that situation.
1: As we all will and pray. Um, You know, looking back EJ, is there one performance that stands out maybe where something unforgettable happened or just was the biggest thrill for you or something like that, that you might share?
0: Um, I don't think I can uh, recall one particular, I mean, we've had some special things that have happened. We were one of the few groups, uh, R&B groups that were uh, that had the pleasure of performing at Carnegie Hall in New York. Uh, During some of our first years together, we performed at Carnegie Hall, which was like unheard of for an R&B group to uh, do a performance there. Uh, So uh, that was a a special situation. Um, um, We've done many little situations uh, like that over uh, the course of the years and things like that. but. you know it's all it's all it's all been great uh, we've had some 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 crazy stuff happen as well like when we were uh, on the road in 78 we were on tour with uh, the OJ's and Heatwave and it was during the oil embargo, and the gas stations were running out of gas um, and our clothes and uniforms and equipment were all on one of our trucks and um, we got there ahead of them, and it was time for the show, and uh, uh, our truck had ran out of gas and couldn't get any gas because they had to alternate on days that they were giving up the gas. So we had to go on stage with our street clothes on and do the concert. It was in Memphis, Tennessee, i never forget. We did the concert in our... Street clothes, our traveling clothes, and uh, so be it. We had to do it, and uh, it turned out great. The, the, the audience didn't mind. They they thought we were some guys off the street at first, but <laughs> when we began to sing, uh, it uh, they knew what was going on then. And so, uh, you know, that was just one of the things that the show must go on. So we had to do it.
1: Yeah, wow I remember the. Uh the oil stuff going on back then yeah
0: yeah we got caught up in that
1: do you have a a personal favorite uh track or two
0: you know i look at my music uh uh like family um um i don't know my music uh each new project that I come up with has a special uh, feeling uh, uh, to me. Uh, And so it is a a thrill when, uh, when I am able to create something that I'm proud of. I like starting the song from the very beginning, from the words or a melody will come to me from time to time. And I like to build around that melody and then add a line here and add a verse here and then take some music and add that. And uh, once I get to the point of presenting the song to where it's an actual song, it's like a, a great thrill to me. So with each new song that is uh, created, uh, comes a, 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 a great feeling with it. You know, uh, I got a lot of I got a lot of favorites, but you know, I couldn't put one over the other. I mean, I love, you know. Uh, glory would have to be our signature song because you know it led the way and uh you know I, I personally feel that should have been a a, a Grammy award winning song um, uh but we've had many others that have uh done the same thing, you know, but maybe it was the wrong time, wrong place, whatever but each each situation is a, a beautiful situation, and uh you know, it's not over, so we just look forward to the next
1: one. That was a very diplomatic response. You know, not to uh, <laughs> shortchange any of those songs.
0: No, I wouldn't. Change, I wouldn't change any of them. Yeah, you know, I, I love all my songs. Yeah, absolutely. What,
1: what do you think is a key or, or two, uh, EJ, to succeeding in a in a vocal group? You know, in terms of you know, being on point and the harmonizing, and and what's key to that?
0: Well, in terms of uh, staying together and staying with it, uh, I would say you would have to love, and I mean absolutely love, what you do. Uh, The love that I had for the music before I even got successful with it is the same love that I have now because I can hear a song and, 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 and fall in love with a song and, and want to sing that particular song and so I know that my feeling and my passion is still the same for that so I think you have to I, I think in, in terms of keeping at it so to speak I think you have to really love deep down inside what you do and and, and love music, you know, and when you do that, when you feel that way about it, and have that kind of passion, you'll stay with it, and uh, through the down times, through the good times, what have you, you stick with it, you know, and you continue to do what you do, because that's a part of you.
1: Is there anything else that stands out as your proudest accomplishment, musically?
0: I think the fact that we have uh, been in the business for professionally in terms of our records for 40, going on 44 years, uh, I think that is a great accomplishment, um, I'm very proud of that. Altogether, we might have been together close to 53 years or something like that as a group, but to last uh, in this business for the better part of uh, uh, 45, 50 years, I think that is uh, an absolute great thing, you know, because so many people start out to do things and set out to do things and they don't complete it.
1: No doubt over half a century right there. And I'm sure it went by a lot quicker than that would seem. So, E.J., um, thank you so much for spending all this time recounting your great musical legacy. So appreciate it. And, and you know, thank you for giving us so much great music over these years.
0: Thank you. We appreciate it, Scott. We're always glad to do that. Always glad. Enjoyed it.
1: How can people keep up with, you know, what you're doing and when, you know, you get back out on the road again and those kinds of things?
0: We, uh, Available. We still have our uh, uh, website uh, ejjohnson.com, along with uh, uh, our email. If they want to uh, uh, email us, any kind of uh, uh, any kind of uh, situations, any kind of. Uh, Feedback or anything else, we're available on Facebook, uh, Emmanuel EJ Johnson Facebook, as well as uh, our email address is Manny J Music at gmail.com. That's Manny J Music at gmail.com, and we're always available and we will get back with you.
1: And I gotta give a pitch out there. You know, a lot of great videos on YouTube also of you guys performing, so people should definitely check that out too.
0: We have, uh, um, we are working presently on a brand new video. We want to get something good and different out there. So uh, we are working, working on it. I can't get too much into it now, but we are working on uh, uh, a great video that's coming up. So look out for it as well as some new enchantment music as well.
1: Ah, that'd be fantastic.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Well, take good care of yourself. Be safe. And thank you so much. Thank you. appreciate it. Take care. You too. Hey, back at Truth and Rhythm headquarters. Thank you for joining us on another magical ride with Truth and Rhythm. Whether you're watching or listening, as always, thank you so much for your continued interest and support. Be sure to subscribe. Go to YouTube, go to the Funkin' Stuff channel. That's where Truth and Rhythm lives and breathes and thrives. Also, goodies here like T I R Quick Takes. And if you subscribe, you know what? You get the show before anyone else its free if you love jazz funk R&B soul you can't miss it pass it along tell a friend tell family this audience is growing and it is a beautiful thing all coming together for the love of this great music also if you can throw us a buck or two we could use the support financially keeping the lights on keeping the servers going all these expenses if you can help support the program whatever you can give, much appreciated go to the FunkinStuff.net website on the right hand side of every page you just click and you can donate through paypal credit card whatever very easy to do and so much appreciated and if you do a sizable donation I will mention you on the program also drop me a line email me at scottg at FunkinStuff.net let me know who else you'd like to see on the show what you enjoy about the music, let's just kibitz and uh, talk about stuff, you know, talk music. You'll find that I respond very quickly, and I much enjoy the uh, rapport and the camaraderie and the interaction. Always remember, this is your show, The True Music Lover. So for now, that's all the time we have for this one. It's a wrap. As always, Scott Dr. GX saying... Keep on vibrating to the rhythm of the one.